Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Man, Brad, these new Pop Century Resort room upgrades. I know that's kind of a an abrupt start to our recording, but like I've been looking at these pictures and these room upgrades look really good, huh? Okay. The first time I, I'm glad I'm glad that we took I'm I'm glad that we took a week off because this was actually <laughs> on the on the list for last week. And uh unfortunately I had to celebrate my anniversary with my wife and not many things trump you <laughs> listeners, but unfortunately she, she is one of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I'm not be in the doghouse for saying unfortunately. It's no. a wonderful thing. Yes, and and five years married, so that had to that had to trump recording last week. But we are back, and again, I'm glad we took a week because number one, more more pictures showed up. So the the link in the show notes is to the www.nt.com uh, pictures of the of the new rooms. But initially, I had just seen some photos like through windows on Twitter or something right. and these rooms looked really sad uh, you know maybe it was the <laughs> lighting or something but it was just like super spartan and like I looked at it and I went so they're giving us dorm rooms now and I showed this to 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 Nancy and I didn't tell her anything I just said look here's the new rooms at Pop Century and she looked at it and she said, why are they doing dorm rooms now? <laughs> so, so I know it wasn't just me, but again, as I've seen more pictures, I do think that this, is, this look has started to grow on me. Uh, and I think it's a mixture of that. And also the, uh, be sure to check out the WWNT uh, photos of this because also getting to see a reminder of what the old room looked like. I'm like, eh, the old room what, maybe wasn't so great anyway. Because yeah. because one one knock that I kind of came up with as I was looking at this is it didn't really it felt like they were getting less and less themed. But honestly, the last one wasn't that themed either. And this and this does still have theming because you've still got the you know, well, you still have the you still have theming there because you have the what Warhol ish yeah. Mickey Mouse. Painting. It's Art Deco. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's my this is my style. So okay, Art Deco. So this is so that so that's why you like it so much because this art, is your thing. Yes, Art Deco is is my favorite period of art. It is um, I I love it. So to see these these Andy Warhol, you know, Mickey's above the bed and this uh, Pluto with the you know dreaming above the bed and kind it's of the like comic book style. Yeah, it's it's really great. Um, I I absolutely love it. In looking at the old rooms, the old rooms reminded me a lot of when we were talking about the Disneyland Hotel in Anaheim, and uh, that its its theme is hotel. You know, like we we talked about we talked about it, and you know, like the Paradise Pier Hotel and the Grand Californian, and over there, and then um, in Florida, the Polynesian Village has a theme you know there's there's tons especially in florida caribbean beach uh 
Cornell Springs, all those hotels have great, great themes. But we talked about the Disneyland Hotel like a while back. Um, and, and just like what we landed on was it was themed as a hotel. And that's kind of what Pop felt like. Like the old rooms felt a lot like this is just themed as hotel room. And so to see what I consider to be opinionated design, like I would call this very opinionated. Uh, which means you're going to love it or hate it. Yeah, which the old design was safe. I mean, the old, the, the room looked like a, a Best Western. You know, you walked in, the drapes are very unassuming. Um, everything, the walls are painted white, all the furniture's brown. Like everything just is very Hey, hey, they safe. had a blue accent wall over there where the beds <laughs> were, man. True. That, and, that, that is... and that and that kind of grody looking and admittedly <laughs> it could be because of age that kind of grody looking uh bathroom tile yeah but i would i would say that comparatively speaking the old rooms were very safe and these new rooms are a lot more opinionated in their in their theming and yeah like you said you're going to love it or you're going to hate it but I fall far on the side of love it to the point where I would rather stay here at Pop Century than I would at, you know, my go-to, as, as we all know, is Coronado Springs. But that place, that hotel, in comparison to looking at these new Pop Century images, is, is relatively unthemed, you know, in the rooms. These are just like, they went all out. And I hope that this both expands, you know, down to the art of animation uh, resort and to the was it music and movies are the other two. Well, so you yeah, you're talking about the rest of the the value resorts. Yeah, uh, movies, music, and sports. Your right. all stars resorts, which right. It, I I will say that those are those show their age a lot more than what the pop century uh, rooms did. But I think that they I think they had more character to them as far as like disney this is a disney resort and so it's going to be disney themed in the rooms though i also thought pop was okay until you showed me pictures <laughs> side by side and now i'm not so sure i will say though that i do really like the idea which if you if you actually are going to use both beds maybe you don't but i like the idea that one of the beds is a murphy bed yeah. Because that's going to be great for the next time Nancy and I go, because we're never going to use that other bed. And instead, that gives us more space in the room instead of, okay, here's, a, here's wasted space that's completely covered. Uh, I, like the, I like the idea that you can see underneath the bed and you, you can easily get everything out Yeah. so that nothing, nothing disappears. What I, so so let's, let's take a minute and describe the room. For those, for those people who are driving right now and don't have right. time to go look at the link, yes. This room that, that WDWNT saw uh, has what looks to be two double beds, yeah? Uh, two queens, I think. Two you queens? Think it's two doubles? I don't know. Like, I can't. It, it's hard to tell. Most of their no, images are No, no, they're, the they're queens. Two, okay. Two queens. Okay. So it's got two queen beds. One is a Murphy bed, which you can fold up to reveal a table that you can put two chairs, you know, under. Um, there's bedside tables that are built into the wall with little cubby holes. I mean, it's just, and there are, there are plugs and USB and USB. So you get two plugs plus like what, two or three USB on every, it looks like every single one of the two USB 
uh, two plugs, two USB on every single one of those bedside tables. So you've got three yep. bedside tables, it looks like, that each have a plug. And, which is great, because yeah. that means I don't have to unplug. I, I, surely you're like me, where you had to go and immediately unplug the alarm clock. And I, I always brought yep. like one of those brown extension cords with me, <laughs> because I knew... Because we have so much stuff that has to be plugged in and it's all going to be beside the bed because, you know, you've got the iPad and the iPhone and the watch and this and that and the, and the battery pack that you have to plug in so everything can stay charged during the day. Right. So that's a, yeah, small thing, but huge thing to me. And so there's a TV mounted on the wall. And then underneath that TV is a dresser, which also has two plugs and two USBs on it. So for stuff like, you know, you were saying your battery pack and stuff, you don't have to take up one of your plugs for that. You can plug it into the dresser. And I think the best thing about the sleeping slash living area is that there is a TV channel that plays Avatar 24 hours a day over and over and over and over. Because I guess Disney has some rights to the movie now. Well, hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna go to if you're headed to Pandora and you want to know what you're getting into, yeah, and, and and you know that's a that is at all the resorts now. But yes, there is a uh, a resort <laughs> channel now devoted to twenty four hour pan or twenty four hour Avatar. Which surely that's surely that's not going to be like a long. Surely that's just a because Pandora is new, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I guess they have channels to spare if it's not costing them anything to play it, uh, but. Yeah, they do have that. Also, the so they've got a new coffee maker, or at least new to me. I don't think I've ever used the coffee maker in the room, but it is nice that you can actually make two cups. It's one of those that goes immediately into the cup. You just set the cup underneath it, and yeah. it's actually got a like a left side, right side thing so that you can fill each cup separately. And the fridge is now a glass front fridge. Hmm. So you can see in the fridge, I guess, to know when you're running out of stuff <laughs> or I don't know. Or maybe so that when you come back, you can immediately notice that your Coke exploded and destroyed your entire <laughs> fridge. If you're Brad. See, uh, see I don't, I don't, a couple I don't know, episodes ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if these fridges have an 11, but don't set it to 11. <laughs> yeah. So th I think that that pretty much covers that room now. The bathroom has the the I don't I don't know why these are popular right now, but the the little barn door thing. So whereas the old one now, the uh, old one admittedly only had a a curtain that kind of separated you from because, uh, you know, just like with with most hotel rooms, they have where the the sink and all the vanity, all that stuff is in one spot. And then there's a door that separates that. From the from the toilet and the shower slash bathtub, right. But where that was a curtain that split the main room from that vanity area, this is now one of those sliding barn door. Th I, I I call it a barn door. I don't know. Is that is that yeah. an accurate yeah, that's term? What, that's what I'd call it. Okay, so it's got one of those, and the sink is actually now what? It, that's a it, weird sink. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, the, the vanity doesn't come all the way out. The sink actually goes further out than the vanity, which probably opens up some more space there. And it just seems like they, they went like crazy with storage 
in this because there's just they're shelving everywhere. Built-ins. The name of the game in Pop Century 2017 refurb is built-ins. They have built-in tons and tons and tons and tons of storage. Like I don't know, I don't know what kind of complaints they got or feedback they got on their surveys, but man, storage galore. Yeah. So you've also got what your. Uh, it looks like the mirror is probably lit around it, which I has never affected me one way or the other. But I could see how that would be nicer yeah. if you're like trying to figure out if you're ready to go in the morning, like. You've got the light on you and everything. Right. And I've got the still got the makeup mirror that you know is attached to the wall or whatever. Um, and then the 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 restroom proper, I guess, also the has toilet. the yes. toilet and shower area. Yes, also has one of the slide, but it's like a two port. It's like a two part sliding door. Um, yeah, it's like a it's a pocket door inside a pocket door. Yes, yes. Or well, <laughs> I think they're I think they're offset from each other. But oh, okay. Again, the the sliding door. Okay, so so real talk here. <laughs> sliding doors do not create the level of privacy I want when I'm in the restroom. Okay, right. No privacy at all around this place. Sorry, Orville. So it, let's let's say if you're going to have a personal bathroom time, <laughs> you will want to be very comfortable. With the people with whom you are with you with whom you are sharing a room. Okay, let's let's get off let's get off this topic real fast because we, we I feel like that has been adequately explained. Um, I do like the fact that now the 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 bathtub slash shower has the sliding glass door instead of the uh, the curtain that wants curtain. to come join you as soon as you turn on the yeah. shower. So so okay, let me stop you right there because okay. this is this is the point where I start to I start to wonder what's going on because sliding glass shower doors is a very 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 high end hotel feature. Like I stay I I stay primarily in Holiday Inns or Best Westerns when I travel because they're cheap and they're you know mostly. Great. I I don't really have any problem with them at all. But like, I mean, even you know, if you get into like a Holiday Inn Express or a Best Western Plus, that's a little more. You know, you get closer to like 150 bucks a night for those. They still don't have sliding doors, and the the bathrooms in Coronado and Caribbean Beach. Uh, and and I would assume the rest of the moderate resorts. I haven't stayed in those, but I would assume for the rest of those, they have shower curtains. And so this value resort is now getting a lot of features, including including a very very nice tub. Yeah, and I like the fact that now they've got like the little built-in shelf for your yeah. your toiletries or whatever. Um, so those aren't having to hang. Those aren't having to hang out on the side. Or in a a shelf that juts out or anything, and right. like you said, the shower head is is looks. It's pretty a rainfall nice. shower head. Yeah, because it's got and the I'm rainfall just... and the and the little detachable yeah. wand and everything. It it looks really fancy, actually. And I'm just wondering what is going on. Why is Pop Century this nice? Because you know? there, because uh, because there's about to be a gondola that comes from there. 
and the price is about to go way up. It's gonna. I feel like it's going to skyrocket. Oh, it is. It is. Because uh, typically, at least in my experience, Art of Animation is the more expensive of the two resorts, right? Right. And I think what's about to happen is Pop Century. Art of Animation is going to become the, the, the lower end on the value spectrum, and Pop is going to become upper end, and both of them are going to be more expensive than... I don't know if this comes to the All-Stars, because again, I, I wonder if maybe this is part of the whole making your stay worthwhile for all this extra money we're going to charge. And the gondolas are part of this. But yeah, okay. I, I gondolas, yes. But what I'm thinking, what I'm what I'm sitting here wondering is like amenities wise, this room is better than Coronado Springs. Well, but now Caribbean Beach just went down for like major refurbs happening. So I think we could I the other so thing do we you, have to do you we foresee do you foresee an across the board like this is just the first one that's done? And you foresee like an across the board raising of the bar per se where like I don't every- know if I do or not, but I see that I see that as a possibility right now. That's what I'll say. Because I um, like like I said, amenities wise, I think that this is much better than any moderate resort I've ever been in. And not room size wise necessarily, but amenities wise, I see this as being much better. And I wonder, you know, not necessarily the difference between staying here versus Coronado or Caribbean beach, but like the, the price difference between staying at a new pop century refurbished room versus the Polynesian. Oh, you think Are it's going to kick with, I, just, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think people who would go to deluxe are then going to go, well, but those new rooms are really nice. So let's go. Do you really no, stay at the deluxe just for the room? I'm just thinking, like looking at the rooms alone, not not the fact that the Poly and the Contemporary are both all in one building and you don't have to walk 10 miles to get to your room, which has always been a bit like my problem with moderate resorts is, you know, especially Coronado and, and, uh, and Caribbean Beach is they are so spread out that it is a long walk to get to your room. So not considering any of that, I'm just talking amenities and the room itself. These are really nice. They, they are really nice, and I could see it affecting other moderates, but or it, moderates. It's it just these, these upgrades and like these shower doors, and the shower doors is really where I'm sticking because like that is, in my experience, if you go to a hotel that has glass shower doors instead of a curtain, that's like a big deal, you know? And um, I stick on that just just because of that reason. But like these dual these double pocket doors and the way that um, like the art in the room and stuff like this doesn't feel to me like a value resort anymore as it does like a high end moderate even, you know. And so I'm I'm just wondering, like, are we going to see are we fixing to see over the next five years, maybe all of the Disney resorts one by one get refurbished? And see like a general raising of the of the average room type so that everything's a little bit nicer because, you know, it's been a while since a lot of these resorts have have had major upgrades done. Or is this the beginning of the pop century becoming a moderate resort? Could be. Yeah. Like, Especially with the you, gondola. Do you start with the room and then you add in the gondola and then you add in 
some of some some other upgrades and eventually it just turns into this is now a moderate resort because right. I guess I guess the moderate resorts are typically the room size is a little bit larger than the values and you're not going to be able to affect that but if the room is used more effectively uh, maybe you have that but yeah, yeah I don't maybe, think maybe with this with this shrunken vanity in this Murphy bed they have essentially upgraded the square footage of the room you know what I mean like not necessarily actually upgraded it but have have upgraded it in a way that like if you fold that Murphy bed up hey you've got an extra you know 10 square feet right and I don't think that these rooms in any way can compete with the overall feel of a of a contemporary resort room. So I don't I don't think they're they're anywhere near touching the touching the deluxe level, but yes, I definitely think they're they're reaching well into the intermediate level for the people who actually know though and the people who actually care right. of which they are not nearly as the the percentage of people who go to Disney who will actually be aware of any of this going on is a really, really small percentage. So oh, yeah. uh, plenty, of, plenty of people are going to still make the decision based on this is a value. This is an intermediate. I want to have an intermediate experience. I don't want to have a value experience. And, you know, they're, they're going to miss out. But for those of us who are in the know, until the, until the pricing pops up to that, that intermediate level, you do you do have an opportunity to to make a deal here here I suppose but yeah I again initially I was not a fan but I I think the I think the looks of these rooms are growing on me and I think that I would be requesting to to stay in one of these the the next time I travel to Disney which I definitely will be hopefully hopefully I can avoid <laughs> going back this year because oh my bank account has cried too much already. <laughs> I sent Claire these pictures uh, while we were talking, and she is totally in love. She is also a very uh, a big fan of Art Deco styling, so it didn't take much to sell her on them. But she is also very in love. So she's so she's already planning her her next trip, and you guys are going to be staying at the at the Pop Century, and you're finally yeah. going to get pulled away from Coronado. Think so. Um, and so. Since we have a baby coming, uh, probably won't be there for a while. So probably the uh, gondola station will be installed and running by the time we get get to go back. And and by then maybe <laughs> maybe the Coronado has been has been upgraded and you're you're all about Coronado again. Possibly, though I think the biggest best upgrade that Coronado could do is some sort of moving sidewalk or some sort of like robot tram system to take. People, take people to their room, people yeah, movers. people movers. Because people movers moving all around the all around the resort at all times. That the whatever campus, whatever facility of Coronado Springs is so stinking big. Well, you are you were staying at a convention center resort, so right, yeah, that that is to be expected. So also to tonight, just well. Whenever you happen to be listening, we are recording at night. So I will say tonight, <laughs> real quick, since we spent so much time. Oh my on gosh, rooms, we went so dang long. <laughs> yes, we we have we have covered rooms ad nauseum. Most people have stopped listening, but I did want to I did want to bring up my uh, my dad actually headed to Disney over the weekend. My sister took him for Father's Day uh, to the to the resort for a couple of days, and he went to Pandora. And texted me 
hey, I'm waiting <laughs> in line two hours for this for this new flying attraction. I really hope it's worth it. And later, and this is FOP. Yes, FOP. A good old <laughs> flights of passage or FOP. <laughs> uh, Later, he texted me, and you know, about two hours later, hey, if you could score me a fast pass for that, <laughs> I would really appreciate. And I'm like, are you being serious right now? I can't score you a. I, I can I can score fast passes for a lot of things. Anything that's either one of those two attractions is not one of them. But he texted me again. Yeah, we're waiting another two hours to ride this thing again. It is the most awesome attraction. It is like Soren, but so much better. So hmm. from Brad's dad, <laughs> FOP is worth the two hour. I don't know that uh, he, he didn't really sound like FOP was worth the five hour wait, but FOP was definitely right. worth a two hour wait more than one time. But the river attraction, he said he waited, I think, about 90 minutes on that one. And he's like, yeah, that's not worth that. Hmm. He said, I, I would not wait. He, he didn't say I wouldn't write it, but he said, I wouldn't wait in that long of a line again for it, which so is, I, just, is just one person's right, impression, but right. I'm going to bring it up. So I have watched a ride video of Flights of Passage, and let me disclaim this by saying that is a 3D attraction, and the ride video I watched was in 2D, you know, well, with shot a four, with a... It's a 4D attraction, because... You're on the thing and you're moving right. around and the yeah. the visuals are 3D, right? And it was shot with a you know 2D camera, so it's blurry. But I can see based on the motion that I you know that I was able to perceive from watching it on YouTube and the length of the ride that that would be a pretty incredible attraction. Now, for Navi River Journey, did he say why he didn't like that? He just said it didn't feel like it was worth waiting that long for, which I, I'm not really that surprised about it because most things that you'll read about it is that was built as a sea ticket attraction. Hmm. And so, you know, if the, if the wait was shorter, I think he would have probably been more okay with it. But he's like, it just, it just didn't really feel like that much and didn't really feel like it was worth as long, how long I had to wait for it. Yeah, that's just, that's surprising to me because that attraction seems like, you know, not, not at all a thrilling attraction. Like, right. not even a little. Yeah. But it does seem like a very immersive experience and something that would be maybe not a, not a whole lot really rewritable. Maybe not a lot of rewritability. But it did seem like a thing that, like, your first time through, it would just be an amazing experience. But he didn't get that, huh? No, no. And, and I think it also plays into, you know, because I've, he is nowhere near the first person that I've heard make this, you know, that, that specific complaint. And I think a lot of it also has to do with, it's a three-minute attraction. And you waited... It's only three minutes. Yeah, you wait 90 minutes to do three minutes of attraction. You know, so... That is very okay. So I. So how long does it? How long do you really have to immerse yourself if you're only going to be on an attraction for three minutes? You know, it doesn't leave you a lot of time to really lose yourself in it. I think that's a real bummer. See, like I was not that excited about Flights of Passage because that felt like you know Soren Plus. 
And so I was I was willing to watch a ride video of, of Flights of Passage just to see what it was. And it, it did get me excited about eventually getting to experience it. But I was really, really looking forward to Navi River Journey. And so I have I have not looked at um other than, you know, we talked about the uh boat size and, and the capacity and stuff like that. I have not looked at any any stats. I haven't watched any videos. I haven't seen anything i would expect that to be more like a 10 minute attraction or like a, a you know seven eight minute attraction kind of like splash mountain is that and you i am could... and i am seeing some i am seeing some places are are saying four and a half minutes but uh, so i've heard three even still uh, some though. people are saying four and a half yeah but it still falls into the i just i don't want somebody like tweeting at us hey you guys totally right. got this wrong it's actually but it's somewhere in that realm it's not a it's not a seven eight ten minute boat ride uh, yeah and i would i would expect since it's so slow and so you know it's not thrilling you know we talked about that how there there don't appear to be any drops or anything and it's just a river journey i would expect that that attraction would be long and and that they would take that time to to really immerse you in that world and and in that experience and man yeah that's kind of a a disappointment to me because I I really was over flights of passage. I was more excited about getting to to experience Navi River Journey. Yep. So uh, again, that's that is just one person's impression. Um, I'm not sure. definitely not saying anybody shouldn't do it, but from the way he talked, he if he had it if he had to do it again, he would fast pass flights of passage and go ride flights of passage again, and maybe wait and see if he could get a short wait for uh navi river journey if he could get a short wait for it then then he would probably be willing to ride it but otherwise not so much so so i i've been super spoiler verse on river journey has that been the general consensus the general consensus of what i've seen is yeah it's it's there it doesn't quite feel like the wait times match up with what you get a lot of people have said this feels like it would be the beginning of a really good attraction Huh. Uh, which kind of re- kind of reminds me of uh, you know wh- when the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train opened up. Remember that when yeah. both of us rode that, we both said it feels like it could be a really good dark ride. It feels like it could be a really good roller coaster, but when it tries to be both, it just doesn't seem like it does it's, either. It's two halves of one or of two really good attractions smooshed together. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's and together they don't equal a good attraction because you don't get to experience either attraction. And I think that's kind of the the thing here is there's just not enough of it to to really make what people were expecting. But again, I think some of that comes down to when you have those kind of waits for something, you expect you know people will wait a long, long time for Peter Pan, right? Yeah, because of nostalgia. But outside of nostalgia, Peter Pan should not have the the sixty to my. I will argue that based on based on what you experience, it shouldn't have sixty to ninety minute waits. But it does. If, if you look at it completely objectively, no, it should not. Okay, I will totally agree with you on that. And yet, and yet, you know, I would say that it's a small world, which is at least a longer attraction. Usually, doesn't have those kind of waits. You know, it it tends to even out. And again, those I Peter Pan short of just the the cult status that it has gotten would have otherwise be a sea ticket attraction 
Um, I think that the Little Mermaid ride over in New Fantasyland is a sea ticket attraction. I, I mean, I don't think that's an EDU. No. Okay. So, and, and, the, and it has the weights that match up with that. And so when you go wait 30 minutes to ride this ride, you're like, okay, I, I got to experience that. But if you waited 75 or 90 minutes to ride that, you might go, that was an awful long wait. And I f- really kind of feel underwhelmed because I don't feel like I got, a, I got a good return on investment. And the investment is my time. And that's, and that's where I think it's kind of sad is I, I wonder if this isn't getting judged a bit too harshly because of the wait times and because people are like, well, for the amount of time that I waited in that, I could have practically been on flights of passage again. And that's going to yeah. be a better return on my investment. But yeah, and and yeah, I I totally do not think that judging attractions based on like time ROI is fair because gosh, what Soren even back when it was Soren over California regularly had like a 70 minute wait and that's that was like 4 minutes long, like and it was worth it, you know. Soren over California was amazing. I don't know that if you expanded uh because I I I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to say, you know, that It's a Small World is not an e-ticket attraction. I don't think it is. I okay. don't think it okay. is an e-ticket so, attraction. So if it's not an e-ticket, it's clearly a longer attraction than Peter Pan, but I kind of put those both on the same level. And I don't know. Somebody can, somebody can tweet or Facebook us later and let, let me know that I am totally yeah. off base here. Hmm. And I'm okay with that. So... I don't know that the that the length of the Navi River journey would have made would make it, you know, what they would consider to be an e-ticket attraction. That's that's an interesting point. See, I think I think Peter Pan is a much more novel attraction than It's a Small World. I think Agreed. you know, It's a Small World is a boat ride and you go through and you see a a, a lot of animatronics and it's very happy, you know, like it, it's it's made to make you feel good. But I think Peter Pan's flight, you know, like, especially since, you know, like that was the, that was not my first dark ride. I'd been on the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh and other dark rides like those where you're on a track below you. Right. And the first time that I went on Peter Pan's flight, I had never seen a video about it. I had no idea what I was doing. And when, when I realized that the track was above us, which was after we had boarded and we flew away like that was a novel experience that was very exciting to me and then you know going through and it kind of flipped my entire kind of experience and thoughts on dark rides upside down literally because i had no idea that the track was going to be above us and that we would literally be flying over London and over the events of Peter Pan. So the way that Peter Pan's flight subverted my expectations in that way, like it's a small world never did. And it's interesting that you compare Navi River Journey to those two, because I would go into Navi River Journey a lot like I went into it's a small world and that I know it's a boat ride. And I know that it's going to be immersive in a way, but not subversive the way that Peter Pan's flight was. The way that I got on Peter Pan's flight as a, I was 25, as a 25-year-old man, and was immediately 
taken aback and sucked into this dark ride that was unlike anything I'd ever been on. And I was looking down over, you know, London, and I was just completely taken in by it. And it was it was this amazing experience that I was not expecting. And Navi River Journey, you know, talking about that versus It's a Small World, I expected It's a Small World to be what it was. And I was happy to get to experience it because it was a, you know, it was a World's Fair ride and it was a Walt Disney attraction. But Navi River Journey, I would go into knowing what it was, knowing that this is a boat ride and I'm going to be in a boat for, you know, whether it's three minutes or whether it's 10 minutes. I'm going to be in a boat going through this world that is immersive and that I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm going in wanting to get lost in this world and wanting to experience this thing that I've I've never experienced before and wanting to see these, you know, these uh plants that I've never seen before that are that are, you know, invented and and seeing these screens that are seamlessly blended into the the uh foliage and that that you can't you know there's there's no real good way to see that it's a screen and to be sucked into all that stuff um but i had not thought about it that way i had not thought about it as a as an attraction uh as much as i had thought about it and kind of gotten hyped up for it as an as an experience but i guess and i i know that i'm taking this way 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 farther than you you meant that you meant it but um Peter Pan's flight is an experience unlike, I think, unlike any other experience that you can get at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I, I think that I think you can definitely say that. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does because okay. it's a dark ride. It's a dark ride. It's a dark ride. And so, you know, I, and, I, and and Navi River Journey it just fits into that. Is a dark ride. Is a dark ride. Is a dark ride. You know, and and on a scale, I would say that Navi River Journey is probably way, way, way more immersive and involved in and and better than um, it's a small world or many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. But they fit in differently. There's nothing, but that, it's still a dark ride. Is a right. dark ride is a dark ride right. and it's flat. when <laughs> when you when you say you can make a fast pass for one of these two things because these are the A tier and everything else is a B tier or the you only saying, tier when you're talking yeah, about Pandora. Well, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm talking about the Animal Kingdom as a whole. Gotcha. Like these are the A tier attractions at Animal Kingdom and we both know that that's not the reason that they're they're being put on that tier that way and everything but it is what it is when that is the way that you do that you're essentially saying these are equivalent attractions and again in in his experience he said they these aren't and you know my dad's as well as many other people that i've seen these are not equivalent experiences and maybe if it was longer or maybe if there was something more going on they would be more equivalent equivalent experiences but it just kind of it seems to it seems to be falling flat for some people. And again, I I imagine there are some people who are going to really enjoy it. And I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not allowing that to keep me from wanting to experience the attraction. I think that I'm just using this sort of information maybe to temper my expectations yeah. a little bit. And then I think I'll actually be able to enjoy it because I won't set my expectations so sky high. Right. They can't. On the other hand, flights of passage. I am like out the roof and expecting the the moon and stars out of that attraction. So well, it it had better deliver. But it does feel like Disney is selling them as 
equivalent. You know, come to Pandora and experience Flights of Passage and Navi River Journey. They're, they are not selling them as different, and nor should they. You know, I mean, they, they should not say that this one's crappy and this one's really good. But I think that, you know, the, the expectation based on what Disney is saying is these are equivalent. These are two really, you know, really, really, really good attractions that you're that you are going to be happy to wait one, two, three, four hours for. Right. And and I think that, you know, reality seems to be that Flights of Passage, yes, is a great attraction. And Navi River Journey is a people eating attraction. Yeah, but it doesn't even eat that many people. More so. We've talked about the right. numbers of what that can pull through compared to compared to flights of passage. Again, I think I think that in time, uh, the the wait times. Well, you know, it's new. It's in it's in a new area. Everything's kind of crazy right now. I think eventually things will settle down, and this will settle down into a comparable to the other attractions that are on the same level as it. Uh, wait times and. Once it has properly set, uh, once it is properly set in people's minds, what what to expect from this? I think you're going to be happy with what you've got, but be careful not to set your expectations too high. Uh, expecting an e-ticket attraction because that's not what you're going to end up with, and that I think will lead you to disappointment if you if you go and expecting it that way. I totally agree. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day.